You're listening to A Step Forward, episode 43, where we are diving into some unique uses for Google Slides in your virtual teaching. Welcome to A Step Forward, a podcast for educators who want to help their students lead their most independent and successful lives. I'm Cassie Maloney. As an orientation and mobility specialist, I believe that you don't need to be perfect in order to be effective. Join me this week and every week for inspirational and informational ideas to help you make a significant impact in your students' lives. As we explore the notion that in order to make progress, all you need to do is take a step forward. Welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to be here. Just you and I in your earbuds on your walk. Maybe you're walking your dog. Maybe you're driving in the car. Maybe you're listening while your kids are running around or you're making dinner. Whatever is going on in your life right now, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to spend it with me and to get to know some fun ideas and really dive deeper into your profession. That just shows your dedication so very much. And it's amazing to be in a community with you. Today, we get to talk about something that's been so fun and really something that came really naturally to me, but I didn't realize that it wasn't something that was just like out there. So I'm sharing it with you today. Now, the big thing is here, I wanted to touch a little bit on the what to teach for O&M virtually, but I know that there's a lot of information that's going to be coming out from ACVREP. Your districts all have different ways that they want you to go about it, and Chris Tab, the one and only, has already given us really great advice in his podcast or the TSBBI podcast. So go check out those. And really what I'm going to say is just a reminder that the skills on the lower part of the pyramid of learning are still very, very valuable. And a lot of times what we end up doing is just focusing on the academic skills and we just rush through the lower level skills. And now during COVID, if you're in a situation where districts aren't going back, but you have to justify your job position, these skills are really going to be a great thing for you to hone in on. Your students will excel a lot faster and go a lot further if they can have all of the lower level skills in the pyramid of learning. If you don't know what that looks like, those are all the foundational fundamental skills that really are the bottom of the triangle of the pyramid of learning. And they include things like you know, your nervous system at the bottom, and then your sensory systems, your sensory motor development, your perceptual motor development. And then at the very top, you go into cognition and intellect and academic learning, daily living skills and things like that. We want to be focusing on all of those. But if you're feeling like you're struggling or you are frustrated because your student has a goal for teaching street crossings or not teaching, but being able to travel and cross streets, And now we're being held to our IEP goals again, whereas last year was kind of like, well, just wing it and that's okay. That's no longer the case anymore. And we really have to actually sit down and figure this out. I just want to remind you that if you stay stuck in just thinking about the problem, you can find yourself stuck on the cycle of burnout really quickly 
But if you can elevate your perspective and try to think of things in a new way, find different thoughts, even if it's a thought that you don't fully believe yet, or even if it's a thought that just takes one step forward and not like 10 steps forward, focus there and try to find other things that you can teach within the regulations that you personally have placed on you. Every single one of us is going to have something different placed on them and they're going to be in a different situation. So without getting too preachy or trying to pretend like I know everything about it because I don't, I just wanted to offer that to you that there are so many things that we can teach in so many different ways that we can get creative. And when you do and when things start to work out for you, that's when you can come on the podcast. That's when you can start to share with other people, share with our community. If you're in clarity, I invite you to create a lesson plan for our community that is working for you, either virtually or in person from six feet away, and really start to showcase your knowledge. We have the International O&M Online Symposium coming up in early February, and presentation applications are still open. You can go ahead and just apply there as well. Even if your idea isn't completely formally formulated yet, you'll still have time to get it all down before you have to present on it. So I hope that gives you a little bit of hope, really. That's all that it really was supposed to do. But now let's get into the how. And I've got some really great ideas for you on how you can use Google Slides in your teaching, specifically virtual teaching. And I say virtual because Google Slides are online. Now, you could do some of these with PowerPoint, but I don't think it's going to be nearly as effective as if you have a situation where you can change things and not have to re-email it all out or mail it all out. So the first thing that comes to mind when talking about Google Slides and using Google Slides are these really great gen ed teachers that you have to love them for their creativity and their bright colors. And if you're ever on Instagram, there are so many rainbows everywhere. It's lovely. And you can even buy all the stuff that I'm going to share with you. You can buy it all on Teachers Pay Teachers, but it's not accessible. If you are using Google Slides, please, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm just going to say it just because, you know, we all need a reminder sometimes. Remember to make your slides accessible. And one way to quickly check if the slides are accessible is if you can mouse over the text box, then that means the screen reader will probably be able to read it. But if you made a slide and then you saved it as an image and then you put that image in the background, which is what a lot of gen ed teachers are doing, that's not going to be accessible. And what I've seen a lot, and we're not doing this, but for your gen ed friends, remind them to keep things that are important for the students to know, like the date, make those things very accessible. So make your background slide as pretty as you want it to be. You can verbally describe it to your student, but if they need specific information on it, like the date or the title of the slide, then it has to be editable and you have to make it accessible. So just don't fall into that trap because I went down that rabbit hole and I started asking them and None of the gen ed teachers who have a lot of influence that I spoke with, they did not even think about this whatsoever. And I think as orientation and mobility specialists, 
we're going to face it a little bit, but our TBIs, you guys are going to face it a lot where we're going to have to go back and say, no, you can't make a JPEG that has the calendar information, the date, the problems, all that. You can't make that as a background image. It has to be with text boxes, even if it does get a little uglier. So that's the first forewarning. Okay, now I get to get into like the actual ideas and I'm so stoked for these because once you realize the power of Google Slides and we're not even talking like Google Forms or anything, just Google Slides, it's almost mind-blowing. It's so exciting what we can do and how we can bring this into the O&M world. I'm just going to give you some examples and really if you're in Clarity, you have these digital materials and more and more are coming your way for even a wider range of levels of student and visual impairment as well. So tip number one, did you realize, did you know, you can use Google Slides as your slideshow and create buttons with links to other slides in your slide deck. This opens up such a big world. It's a feature that I don't know that PowerPoint has. So if you've seen it on PowerPoint, let me know. But in Google Slides, what you can do is just create a shape and then make the background color of that shape into a contrasting color to the background, of course. And whatever you link in there, whatever your label is, you can link it to another slide. So in Clarity, what we ended up doing was creating like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego game. And we asked questions and gave clues. Now, this was all editable, so you can ask whatever questions and whatever clues you wanted, and then the student can guess. And I'll teach you either now or at the end of this lesson, lesson, right, podcast, sorry, how to do that exactly, because I don't want to leave any rock unturned with this. But staying with the same idea, you can then link a yes button, a no button, left, right, other things like that. And they click on it and then it takes them to a different slide, which either gives them like, that's correct or no, that's not correct. You can make escape route games. You can do quizzes that way that aren't graded. You can do a lot of really fun things and just using it as a straight up teaching tool. Now with this, let's just go ahead and talk about it. You might need to get with the parents, especially if the student is younger, and see if you can work with the parents to gain remote access to your student's computer during your Zoom lesson. I don't know if it works on Teams or Google Hangouts, but I know on Zoom, you can set it up to where you gain remote access. And Clarity would teach you how, but you guys can just Google it. It's kind of straightforward, but you need a little tech. So I would set aside a whole lesson or a whole planning period just to walk the parents through that and make sure that they feel comfortable with it. Because when you are able to do that, then you can have the student open up the slides and they can then click on the actual slides themselves because they can't click on it if they're just viewing the screen. Now, in the chat feature of the other ones, you can put the link to your Google Slides and they can upload it from there. They'll need some parent support, of course, but they can do it that way without you gaining access to it. Also with Zoom, you have a chat feature. Okay, okay, so fun. All right, so this is something 
The second one is something that I think would be so fun to do. I only have one kiddo. I'm going to give you this idea and please take a picture and tag me on social. By the time this releases, our tag on Instagram and Facebook will be Allied Independence. Cassie Maloney will be just moved over on Instagram. So that way we can focus on our community, really. Anyway, we're not even going to get into that here. Check me out on Instagram this week and you'll find out more. Okay. But one thing I super, super want to do is to make a slide and print it out as a postcard. How fun. I'm totally getting one of those personal embossers. Not that I need it, but I want one so bad. And that way, if you have a personal embosser or you're able to get access to an embosser or go into a campus safely or whatever, you can send out a postcard. Now, here's a cool idea. You can look up a QR code generator. And what that does is it creates a QR code and you put the link into where you want it to go. So then the parents would get it, get your postcard, and they would be able to use their smartphone from what I understand. They don't have to have an app downloaded onto their smartphone to do this. All they have to do is scan or take a picture of your QR code and it will take them to your link. How fun is that? It's a way to build a relationship with the parents who are probably checking the mail. Kids are probably not necessarily checking the mail, but better, you know, kudos to them if they are. What a fun idea, right? And how simple. You can have just a simple picture of yourself and say, hi, I can't wait till we meet this year. I can't wait till we get to work together. Whatever cute teacher is saying. If you ever mourned the loss of not being a kindergarten teacher and having the ability to do all that cute visual stuff, this is your chance, my friend. You can also go into canva.com and create the same thing and also print it out and make a postcard. If you have cardstock around, which you probably do. I don't know. I have cardstock around, but you can get cardstock from anywhere. Okay. So this next idea, number three, is a little advanced, but I want you to go with me on this. I like Google products. If you're using a G Suite, specifically because they're HIPAA and FERPA compliant, you want to just, you know, check into that, of course. And in Clarity, I gave them a bonus virtual meet the teacher slide deck. But you could easily use that or create your own and make it your website. You don't have to create a website. You don't have to do anything fancy or spectacular, but it's one page, the Google Slides link, that parents can go to and find out updated information. This is why I like them better than PowerPoint, because you can easily, again, create those buttons, create like a little blurb about yourself, however you want to do it, however you want to set it up, and of course, make it accessible. We understand that. And then you now have your own website. All you would have to do is make it so that people can view it. Anybody can view it so that they can access it whenever they need. One thing that I am going to do is I'm going to make it so that my contact information is linked on there, that people can schedule meetings with me, that 
I have a little bit of blurb about who I am and, you know, some bullets, some things that maybe if you want to create one for each student, some things that they're working on, I think that would be such a cool idea. And really, if you make one, then all you literally have to do is make a copy for each student and then save the template as a template. And then all you have to do is keep it updated. Once a month, go in, talk about what the student is doing. And that then gives you a reason to reach out to the parent and have a positive conversation with the parent to say, hey, your child is working on this. How exciting. Now they might more so know what their child is working on right now, but it's still a really good reason to reach out and increase your communication and your collaboration with the students. And they will always have that link to their student. You can just give the link to the parent themselves. If you're doing just one student or doing them individually, you don't have to make it so that everybody can see it. It can be pretty locked down if you have actual, you know, FERPA information on there. So yeah, those are some really cool ideas. One other thing that I'm looking into is using stickers from I Teach Tactile's Teacher Pay Teacher account. They're really cute. I know you guys have heard me talk about Teacher Pay Teacher a couple times today, and that's just a website where you can go and find really gen ed and special ed teachers put a lot of resources on there and they put easy ways that you can go buy the materials for lessons or things like that. I've used it a lot this summer with my own kiddos and it's been really fun to kind of just peruse and get to get to see what's in there. But a gen reader from I Teach Tactile has created these clip art things that are pertinent to our world and you really can't find them anywhere else. So they're super cute and I'm looking forward to getting them and using them for my own self because they come with one license. So I can't share them, but they're adorbs. Okay. And so really let's just wrap up our three super cool, unique ways of using Google Slides for your virtual teaching are one, to use it as an interactive teaching tool. And you can make buttons and link up the buttons within the slide or a Google form or Google Docs or another website if you want to tell them to go here, however you want to do it. Super fun, super cool idea. With that idea, we also talked about the idea that you can gain remote access to your student's computer if you are using Zoom. You have to do this with parent permission. It's actually a thing in Zoom where the person has to allow you to do it and you have to be able to set it up in your Zoom account. So if you're using a work Zoom account, which I assume you are, make sure it's in one of your settings. If not, talk to your admin if you're even allowed to, which you may or may not be allowed to. But I just want you to know that that option is out there for some of you guys. The other way that you could do it is to put the link to your Google slide in the chat of whatever other virtual teaching platform you are using. So whether you're using Teams or Google Hangouts, you should be able to add that link to the chat and then they should be able to open it. The second idea was to use these slides and create custom postcards. How fun. To step it up a notch, grab a QR code from a QR code generator online and add a link to your step or idea three, your website. 
and your website is just a set of Google Slides. I mean, that's all a website is really. It's just a bunch of pages strung together. You can use it like that. Those are some really, really fun and cool ideas. Now, as we move forward throughout the rest of the year, Allied Independence in and of itself is growing and changing, which is so fun. And for my OG friends who've been around since the beginning, I just give them giving you a little like heart signs right here because it's all because of you. You guys are our community. You are what we strive for. We really, really work and strive to support you. And we want to keep that up. So here's what's going on for the rest of the year. We're in the middle of a website, like switch over. We're looking at switching over to a different platform. So that's why our website looks a little like there's some things missing right now. And our academic calendar is not up there because it's moving on over to the other website. That kind of takes a little while. I'm just going to tell you here what we've got coming up. You can join Clarity with the annual subscription at any time. We didn't increase the price. The bonuses that were up before were taken away because we like to stay in integrity with what we say we're going to do. But it's super fun. We have two strategy sessions every month. Next month, we're having a guest expert come in to talk about collaborating with families, specifically students who are in young children early childhood, three to five, zero to five, that age range. So that way we can get her perspective on some things. She's actually seen her students grow exponentially during COVID, which is so fun. Like her students didn't stop learning. They learned more. How fun. Let's see how she did that. And the assistive Technology and Trends online conference is coming up October 1st and 2nd. You'll start to hear a little bit more about that on the podcast, as well as if you join the AT Talk waitlist, we'll start sending you out some information. All those links will be in the show notes. And as always, the International O&M Online Symposium is coming up the first week in February. Don't let any of this overwhelm you. It's going to be super fun. We're going to have it tailored to your needs at that time. And we will do our best to figure out what those are as we move along in this crazy year. The entire goal is to support you, help you feel fabulous while you're teaching, not overwhelmed, keep you off that cycle of burnout. Yeah, that's our goal. All right, friend. It's been, oh gosh, a few minutes now. And I so appreciate your time. I cannot wait to talk with you next week. Well, we are going to be talking a little bit about assistive technology and bringing in a guest expert who knows a little something about that. So I will see you there. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. You know that feeling when you've been rushing around all day, your kids need food, your students need to be scheduled. It's five minutes before your next lesson and you have no plans. Teaching during a pandemic has had many challenges. Wouldn't you agree? One of which being it takes so much longer to plan for a remote O&M lesson than it did to plan for a face-to-face lesson. But that's not a problem anymore because my friend, we have got you covered. Your Allied Independence community stepped up and we've bundled together eight remote 
O&M lesson plans that can be taught virtually or distance, all created by your community and customizable to your individual students' unique needs in five minutes or less. You want them? I know you do. All you have to do is go to alliedindependenceonline.com forward slash remote, R-E-M-O-T-E, and grab your copy, eight free remote O&M lesson plans. So you can start spending your time doing what you do best. And that, my friend, is teaching. Mm-hmm.